Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show Duken! Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Hi, Nintendo fans. Reggie here. By now, you may have heard the news. Yep. I'm retiring. I wanted to reach out directly to you, the Nintendo community, because there's one thing I really want to say. Thank you. Thank you for your never-ending support and for your passionate love of Nintendo. And personally, for giving me a mushroom kingdom full of incredible memories that I will never forget. Ever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Welcome back. And we got a lot of news going on in the world of games, as always. Uh, if you just heard that soundbite, that was president of Nintendo, Reggie fils Can't tell you how long it took me to realize the pronunciation of his last name. But Reggie fils announcing his retirement. And... It's, it's, that's a big deal. And, and, you know, I never thought in, in the years that I've known about this guy that I would actually, you know, be, I would consider that sad. I'm, I'm, I'm mixed with that one. I'm both sad and happy about it because one, I'm sad that we don't get to see him. And I say that because when he first premiered, I believe at an E3 and they introduced him when he, you know, as the president of Nintendo all those years back, over a decade back. And he just came off very, he's a very charismatic guy, but almost too charismatic to a point that like he kind of weirded you out almost the same way, I guess, that I did when Missy Elliott, you know, first premiered back in the day when Puff, you know, brought her out and introduced the world to, to Missy Elliott. And she had a, she had a style in a way that was not seen anywhere in hip hop before. So it kind of weirded you out. But as you gradually started learning more about, you know, her music and everything from there, you started digging how really talented she was and how uh, more, not even just talent. That woman is a genius in in producing, uh, you know, songs and such. So she, I mean, she grown, I've grown into her and became a huge fan of her. I say the same thing about Reggie fils I think he's assimilated himself into the world of Nintendo, and, you know, we've adapted to his ways and such, and we've seen how dedicated this guy has been, how how much of a real fan he is to, to not only just Nintendo, but gaming in general. And my goodness, yeah, I'm going to miss that dude. Um, he's worked for this company, I believe he said 11 years, uh, according to the video. And yeah, uh, he's done a lot. He's done a real uh, great job with the company. Uh, the company has only grown exponentially through his tenure with the company. And I got to say, he'll be heavily missed, uh, you know, doing so. But I am happy about the fact that he is retiring at a good, he's going we're at, at a high point of Nintendo right now. He He's leaving Nintendo at a very high point. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see with this new era of Nintendo, especially Nintendo, uh, you know, US, is going to end up being like now that it is under the new president coming April, which is Doug Bowser. 
Reggie will still be the president up until April. And then Doug Bowser, it takes over. Doug Bowser has been seen in, in uh, you know, events and such as well. He's, you know, they, they kind of, now that you see it, it, it kind of makes sense. He's kind of smoothed his way in. So we've gotten to see eyes on him. And I think that was a really good way. So it's probably safe to say that this has been uh, in, a, in a works for quite some time. And now that they got him in there, he's going to, you know, they're passing the baton to Doug Bowser, which, by the way, you can't find a better guy to hire than a guy named Doug Bowser. You just, how convenient was that for them to actually get that guy? I almost I like to believe that he changed his name specifically for because he wanted to work with Nintendo, but it just happened to, you know... They happen to luck out on that one. They got a guy named Doug Bowser. He's really good at what he does, and he's taken over as president. So we're going to get to see what he's going to be capable of and his charisma and how, you know, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Reggie has made an impact in a lot of people. He's become a fan. He's become an, sort of an icon to this company. So I am eager to see what he's going to bring to the table fully as the new president here. So to Reggie fils Thank you. Thank you as a fan. Thank you as a, you know, person who enjoys everything that Nintendo's done. You know, he's done a great job. He's deservingly, he's probably going off on a great package, you know, retirement package. And he's good. He's going to be able to retire really well. I can, I can definitely see that. He's going to be loving what he's going to be doing. And hopefully. So, uh, but he said he's still, he's retiring as president, but he remains and always forever be more importantly a fan of Nintendo. So it was a great it go if you haven't seen it yet, go out of your way. I posted it on our ACMG Facebook group, but it's also out on uh YouTube as well. It's a great uh you know message to the fans, to everybody who supported Nintendo. So, you know, shout out to him and best wishes to him as well on his retirement. So another goodbye to ever got to say to and I'm I'm more sad about I'm way more sad about this than I am of Reggie's retirement because he he's he's still gonna be rich and well off. But we got to say goodbye to the PS Vita. And I know, I, and I, if you're listening to this, and I know it's like really because we've been talking about this before. How many months? No, we haven't. But I'm looking literally on my right side of my desk here. I got both my Vitas right next to me. Just laying there collecting dust because I'm playing the Nintendo Switch, but still playable. But I digress. We got to say goodbye to it because Sony finally put the final nail in the coffin for the what I truly believe, what many truly believe, many who own the actual system is the most underrated handheld system of its time, and it will finally stop production of what could have been a huge selling product for the company. This, I mean, it's not the first time. We we talked about this many times. I've talked about this many times. Sony has, in fact, dropped the ball so many times on their third-party products or their side projects or their, you know, whatever. We go back to the PSP. They're trying to compete with the Game Boy. They had every way to compete with the Game Boy. The the PSP superseded the Game Boy's capabilities and power. Better games, better controls. I mean, just 
all around. But due to the lack of promotion, due to the lack of push and support, that system never really got the sales as they could have. Meanwhile, you see Nintendo during the Game Boy era, the Game Boy Color era, uh, their DS era, you know, their Game Boy Advance eras, all that still selling really well. And I totally, in my heart of hearts, put the finger on the promotion side of it. They promoted it, it for those do I believe who are wanting to know or understand promotion? This is a clear example because you got a product that Nintendo, as good as it was, all the the Game Boy Advance, the Game Boy Colors, the uh, the three, the DS, and all those, as good as they were, the PSP actually is a much more powerful system yet because Nintendo kept promoting it, kept pushing it, kept advertising it. That helped that system still make a lot of sales, and in point supersede anything the more powerful system in psp it does not make any sense at all so then we go move forward and sony decides to come up with the ps vita the the one to take over the more powerful psp if you will much more powerful as powerful as a playstation 2 or a playstation 3 to that extent i would say as powerful as a playstation 3 in the palm of your hands to go on the road added to that they have region free capabilities and that which means you could play games in japan games that you will never see the light of day as a result i have two ps vitas one for japan games and one for american games this thing can also be used for you know can be played much like you do with um you know they have remote play which allows you to play Whatever you're playing on the PS3 or the PS4 on your PS Vita, instead of looking at it on a big screen, a la before the Switch. So the Switch took from them, but really superseded their what they were doing with the game and just doing it a better. And again, this thing, this that system's been out for years. I got some really, really absolutely without a doubt awesome games both games that you'll never see in the light of day in america because it's from strictly from japan they'll never sell it here uh i would say common writer is one of those games and stuff like that it's awesome um in all the super sentai you know games that are on there and then you have you know old school a huge library of playstation one games and playstation two to that extent um, I said I owned Rival Schools 1 and 2, which is in Japan, on sale at their uh, PSN library in Japan. Uh, the original Guilty Gear, the original, I mean, just so many games. It is insane that is in this system that they could have advertised immensely. And they never did. They never did it. They never pushed it out. It never came into fruition. There's a lot of games in America that are awesome in a game. God Eater. God Eater 1 and 2 is awesome in this game and in a system it's that's how i figured i found out about the uh, franchises from that there's so many awesome games um people could argue this or not uh what is the other one uh j star victory versus plus was played on there i love the game in particular there are a lot of people who bitch and moan about it but they don't they don't have a social life either but so that's a whole other thing but (laughs) i digress but the, the fact of the matter is 
this system is way capable of competing with anything that any other system had. And that's including Nintendo. At least up until the Switch. Up until the Switch. They had every opportunity. But even funny, even when the Switch was heavily is being heavily advertised, the DS, the 3DS and the 2DS, the 2DS, which came later, are still heavily advertised. They're still being pushed with games that are coming out. You watch Nintendo Direct and they still are bringing out games because now, instead of just getting rid of it, they're catering to it for a for younger generations. Now the younger generation can play, you know, these really cool games that we were playing while the older generation and demographic will play the more complex and more extravagant games you know that we are able to play plus i mean they can play that too it's more family oriented but you know that game is you know that game is for more oriented but now they're catering there you you can see on their promotions that they're catering the 2ds and 3ds for kids still making money off it why does sony always drop the ball on us i don't know and even now psvr when was the last time you heard anything about that game that system that system that they're charging 250 to 300 dollars for and you mean to tell me that you're not going to push this product and give me some really exclusive games for this gameplay are you freaking kidding me fool me once shame on you you know fool me twice shame on me and I hate to say it, as much as I love the PS Vita, shame on me. Because as great as I know that system is, and a lot of people that has owned it knows how powerful that system is, it, it's disheartening to see Sony actually not put too much emphasis on something that they make us spend all that money in to do. So, with that said, this game, it's, and we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming sooner or later, but it's on its legs, leg, and at least I can tell you this, all the games that you have for the system, you should still be able to play. Like, that will never go away, to my knowledge, because the PSP is gone, but the system is gone, but the games are still there. I'm still up. I can still download games on my PS Vita from my play. That is a part of my PlayStation uh you know, portable library. So that's all still there. You have no trouble with that. That's the least of your concern. But if you want the hardware, Amazon is going to probably be one of the only place. Play Asia is going to be one of the other places where you can actually get it. So, you know, just get ready to say goodbye. If you if you're if you're a really good collector like I am, you'll probably want to buy another system of sorts. You know, because it might be hard to get sooner or later unless they do a classic version which I hope they do down the line. It, these are games that are just sitting on the ass. Luckily, I'm, I am grateful that I still have my PS Vitas because games like Def Jam Fight for New York, I still own, and I always say that. But, yeah, I do own that. Uh, Strider 2, I own that. All of that's in there, and I'm able to play all of that on a PS Vita. So, I mean, it, there's still some love for this, for those, but it, it's, it's just sad. It's really, really sad, and it's hard to want to you know, invest in anything that PlayStation comes out with that's not the main console. They always focus on their main console. Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that. But other than that, it's like if they try to do some third party, like some third party gimmick or some or some side gimmick, you know, product. I me personally, I find it hard pressed to want to invest in it. I if you're listening to this, you know, you got to use your, as much as we love it. You got to start using critical thinking in this part. Is that the best thing for you to do? 
So you definitely want to go in and check that out as well. So rest in peace, PS Vita. We knew you well. <laughs> uh, let's go into other news. Square Enix announces a big surprise game release coming in 2009. Oh, I'm sorry, 2019. That is, according to EGMnow.com, and guys, remember, Electric Gaming, Electronic Gaming Monthly still lives by way of um, website now. The magazines are gone, but they're still live. So EGMnow.com, go over there. If you always were a fan of Electronic Gaming Monthly, if you're old school like I am, if you're Gen X like I am, and used to, you know, if you grew up with that magazine, they are still around, EGMnow.com. So head over there and check them out. But... According to them, this uh, was told during a recent investors uh, conference call, which was discussed about their fiscal year plans from April 1st to March 2020. The company uh, has said that they have a new game that will be a record breaker in sales. The only game that I can see right now, because Kingdom Hearts is already out, we know the sales on that one. There's nothing really big. And... You know what? I honestly believe that Kingdom Hearts could have made somewhat of a breaking sell. And as great as the game as I heard it was, uh, I probably won't. I told somebody I probably won't get it until it goes on sale because I got so much going on right now. Um, plus, they just waited so long to come out with it. And then my hype for it is just done. So, you know, now I'm going to be. Now they're going to have to wait for me. Not that they really care. But, and, uh, um, but. Kingdom Hearts, I believe that if they came out at the time when they said it was supposed to come out three, four years ago, that they probably would have gotten major sales, more sales than they got now. I think it's, I think the buzz for that game has diluted so much over the years. The more years that they waited to happen, it's hard for you to get hype anymore for it because you're trying to get hype for this. But meanwhile, all these other games are coming out that when they say they're coming out, they're coming out and they do. And, you know, since Kingdom Hearts have claimed they were coming out, we had Breath of the Wild, we had God of War, we had Dragon Ball Fighters. I mean, we had so many different games to be excited about. And meanwhile, you kept saying it's coming, it's coming. Like you, you're, like you're trying, you're acting like this is the greatest thing that ever came, and it's really not. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's just like it's it's one of those type of situations there where it's like, yeah, dude, it's too little, too late. But I'll check it out nonetheless. But. The only other game that I really think that's going to be a factor in this, and I think many believe this as well, is Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's the only game that I can see as being a record breaker in sales because it can't be a new IP because unless this new IP is something that great that is going to have some great control, great features, something that we've never seen before that we're that we have to be anticipating. You know, that is one of those things that we're going to, you, you know, we had to see. But, you know, otherwise, it, let me break something. I just thought about something. I think, didn't Final Fantasy 15 come out like, it took 10 years in the making for it to come out. And while that was coming out, it made major, it made some really great sales. I think, if I, I got to look back. I got to look, try to find some sales figures. But that possibly could have made more than Kingdom Hearts 3 right now. You know, it, it, that's an interesting thing. Um, that's a real interesting, because that also was a game that took forever to make, too. Uh, Final Fantasy VII also said the same thing. Square Enix feels like 
that they do take forever to make a game. And they do. That's their pattern. That's always been their MO. They take forever to come out with a game. But when you advertise something like Kingdom Hearts over and over again every E3 and they were expecting a a date, a release date for it, it never comes. That's bad. That's really bad. And they did that to that product, to that uh, franchise more than any other franchise. I don't even think they did that for Final Fantasy 15 or any other thing. Or not even um, King, um, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. They, we know that it's in development, but we don't know when, but we I definitely believe that Final Fantasy VII could be the game that they're asking about. The other prediction could be the Marvel Avengers project that was pro- uh, promoted uh, in, in combination with uh, in collaboration with Crystal Dynamics uh, that was said a while back. Uh, we'll see about that. That could be it too. Depends on what it is, but right now. We got Ultimate Alliance that we're, we're at three that's coming out, which is a major deal. We thought that was going to be the case, and that's not the case. Now, we got to see what what, it, what really is coming out from Square Enix in this case. So, we will see what's going to happen, and I don't know. We'll, we'll see. These uh these investors' conferences are... I'm, I'm learning that it's really funny because the investors... A lot of the investors that are in there are not exact... Can, may not be, like, gamers... They may just be people who know that these this company is making set amount of money and doing some really interesting things. But it's I find it weird that this that these companies aren't actually you know the investors aren't actually game gamers or whatnot. Like WWE, go back to that. They had their investors conference back then. Apparently, a lot of those investors aren't necessarily gamers. They're not gamer. I mean, they're not gamers. They're not wrestling fans and. Even though all of the things that are going on with WWE right now is going crazy, their low ratings and everything like that, they don't, the, the investors only care of what money's coming in. So all that Saudi Arabia, Arabia money that's coming in, all that Fox money that they're about to get, that's all they care about. And that's to me, is sad because they should look further into what's going on with that product, knowing that there's competition out right now for them and everything that's going on from there. And... It's it's just very interesting right now. Like, if I'm going to invest, truly invest in a company like Square Enix or whatever like that, or Capcom or whatever, I need to be a gamer. I need to be fully invested in it. Like, if I had the cash to do it and I'm investing in these things, I need to look at the figures in this in the, uh, in the portfolio from years back of what these companies have done and what they're doing now in order to do it. And then actually play the games themselves to really get an understanding so i know it's, it's not as all black and white but it's i just it's amazing that people got so much money to throw away that they just see people putting you know get, making money and not knowing where this money is coming from or what they're doing it's really weird but uh it is it is what it is um it is what it is we'll see we'll see um a i'm going to talk about a previous guest of the show um, that is Ruben Langdon. He is the voice of Ken Masters. You heard him on a soundbite this week. Of um, He's the voice of Ken Masters from Street Fighter V or all the Street Fighter franchises. He's also Dante, the Dante, from Devil May Cry, which is coming out in March. So uh, I am hoping to get in touch with him soon. I, I definitely contacted him like months ago and called him up and... Um, Looks like we it could happen. It just depending on where he is, where he's traveling. Where God, you know, he's. If you follow him on Inst- on Instagram, that guy's constantly traveling around the world. It's amazing. Uh, he's just a true blue guy. 
But he actually, I didn't catch this, but I caught this on uh, GameInformer.com that he literally dodged a bullet while filming the documentary in Guatemala. Uh, and I do recall seeing pictures of him in Guatemala in Instagram, but he never, you know, reported that out because I follow him on Instagram and not on Twitter, um, though. But according to the article on there, the actor approached his car on the streets. And once he came inside, an assailant tried to open the door to the driver's side, uh, driver's side of the car, but was unable to force his way in. Nobody knows as to why that happened. Uh, the gunman fired six times on the car, which thankfully Ruben, as well as the people that was accompanying him, were not hit. So, God, thank goodness, at whatever was going on there, I'm glad it's not. I don't think he's in Guatemala anymore. But uh, this, this, this year, I was hoping for a much, much more tranquil year it's only heating up even more from what we got through in 2018 i think this is the year people are going to get fed up we're still at the only the beginning of the year this is only we're about to end the second month of 2019 and already so much craziness is going to happen we got the smollett situation we got uh just a bunch of craziness going on right now just crazy i i mean the, the vic mignana situation there's so much other things going on I don't, I think it's just going to get crazier until, boom, it just gets quiet. And I hopefully that quiet doesn't mean the end of all in this case, because we got too much, you know, things that we want to do positively, hopefully, that we need to get on. But, you know, shout out to Ruben Langdon. I'm looking forward to having him back on, and um, hopefully he can stay safe in his journey and his supposedly peaceful journeys around the world. Okay, so... That's that with that situation. So let's get on to some more games here. Uh, King of Fighters 2003 just released on a Nintendo eShop this week. This is a game I actually have never got a chance to play. I never got a chance to play it on a PlayStation uh, 2 or 3 or whatever. And I, because I think about this time I stopped investing in the King of Fighters series. There were so many of them coming out. It was hard to follow after. Like the Orochi Saga. And, and I wasn't too keen on the Ness saga was not too keen on the Ness saga well this is the one that starts up a new saga if I'm correct which involves the new uh, character Ash and his involvement with his flames and everything and how that works with the Kusanagi and the Yagami um, you know such you know clans and such so or the Kusanagi uh, clans as well so I never got a chance to play this, so I actually got it. And thank you again. And this is a reason for you guys to want to invest in a PS. Uh, I'm sorry, not a PS. Uh, rest in peace. A Nintendo Switch. Because unlike all the other consoles that I've owned, Xbox included, and PlayStation, when you buy a game, they give you they give you back. They give back. It is a money back type of thing you know a credit system that they have over there gold points is what they give you for every game that you buy you get a certain amount of gold points and i've talked about this before but i remind people because apparently there were some people in our acmg facebook group who did not who wasn't aware that this is a thing and lo and behold they found out that they had some money that they could use to you know some credit that they could use to buy purchase more games or dlc so the gold system is the gold points that you get whenever you buy a game, you get a certain amount of gold points. If you buy a game that's, uh, let's say, 
fifty dollars or something like that. You may get like four hundred points, uh, which is an equivalent of four dollars in a sense. If you buy a game that's like ninety nine dollars, you may get a little bit higher than that. Maybe like five dollars worth or five hundred points, six hundred points. I'm not sure of that point. Um, you may get that, and then those points will eventually accumulate into some higher points. Once you get that, you can use those points to rather buy games that are of the amount that you have. Like, say, uh, if I get if I have eight hundred points, I could buy a SNK uh, game, which is like seven ninety nine, and never have to pay out of my credit card for it. And then, or you can use it to pay off the taxes on a game, or you could, you know, make use it to, you know, take a little bit of credit off of the game and not paying as much, you know, or you could buy it, use it for DLC, anything that you want to use it for within the eShop, you can use it. This is one of the reasons why I am a religious d- digital downloader, people. And with that, I had enough to, you know, take off for my, for 2003. So I only pay like three bucks for the game, which is like $7.99, which is still. In all essence, it's not that much money, not that much, but still, the less the better. Uh, so I got it, I played it. I didn't realize for the first time ever that the game has a tag feature in there, which is awesome. Um, they decided to bow down to the, you know, the tag feature that we normally see on, um, you know, Marvel versus Capcom games, the versus games. So that was awesome, and I really enjoyed that aspect. I also enjoy the fact that this game. It's in particular ACA Neo Geo uh, classic game. When they say it's on easy, it's on easy. You can easily play through the game. It's not daunting. I've actually went through the entire game with the Fatal Fury team and had no trouble. It was just easy. They nerfed down. They nerfed the hell out of that uh, game to make it fun to play. You know, if you want to challenge yourself, that's one thing. But it's it's bad when even on like the lowest level, it's still. The, the AI is still damaging. You know, they're still hardcore as hell. Um, they also have a way for you to unlock the original Kia, from, like the original from the first one. I got to figure out how to do that because I do not like the recent Kia. I've never liked the recent Kia. Always liked the one who, you know, uh, threw out the fireball from the ground and it just went like a wave. I always liked the original one from like 94. Never liked the one where he's just, you know, he, he needs to, he's a close in fighter. And you got to get near. I never liked that. I'm like an outfighter type of person um, who with distance. So that was also cool. Um, the only thing I would say about this game that I hate it is the fact that the text is way too fast. And I, I got I got to look at the settings because there may be a way that I can slow the text down. But the, the text in the game, you know, when you beat the game and you see all the cutscenes and everything, I never understood why SNK thought that it was a good idea to like let them just flash right by you barely reading what the hell you're reading here so i i I thought that was most irritating as hell but other than that the game is very a lot of fun as always is a huge amount of uh characters to play as um mix match or whatever or just play through the game you know the game's uh actual appointed teams to do as well and uh i highly recommend it i absolutely enjoyed it hopefully this is a lead-in this has got to be a lead, and now that we got 2003, I'm hoping to get uh, King of Fighters 13 on here because that's I love that game. That game was awesome. I hope they do bring it out. Uh, I hope it is. It makes it to the ACA uh, team. I got to look at Steam because Steam a lot of times get games earlier before it hits the eShop. So if I can look at the um, the Steam list of fighting games, then 
eventually I, I will um, we will see that come in. But if you're a fighting game fan, if you're a fan of you know the ACA Neo Geo for, uh, archives that they've been coming out, go out of your way to get to 2003. Great game, love it, absolutely. So another thing, a uh, bit of news before I get into the uh, review that I have, which is Blaze Blue Central fiction uh, fictions for the Switch, uh, is that game uh, Guilty Gear. 20th anniversary pack is coming May 17th. Uh, we spoke about this a while back that they're doing this and they're celebrating the 20th anniversary of uh, the original Guilty Gear and by giving you both the original game uh, as well as Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R, which I believe I have both of those on the PS Vita because uh, I had Accent Core during the PSP era. So again, I was able to download that onto the PS Vita. But for those who have who don't own the game and have it on the Switch, you get one it here. Not only that, a day one edition is coming with, for, for the physical copy buyers. Um, this will include a physical copy along with a limited edition art book with unreleased illustrations from characters in the franchise that you've never got a chance to see before. So that's awesome. Because the biggest lore about the game, of course, is the character design and you know the rock, the rock music that's going in there and the rock references and everything so that's awesome I, i'm a big guilty gear fan so why not and speaking of guilty gear and franchises done by arc system works let's get into our review of blaze blue central fiction switch uh for the switch and this was the game that i spoke about many a times on this show where it actually they came out with this game quietly this, there was no hype for this game at all. I The only reason why I found out about this game is when I looked in the PSN and noticed that there was a game there. And I thought it was the previous version, uh, the Chronoplasm game, I believe, it, uh, that I have. And I'm like, no, I already, wait, no, this, is, this looks brand new. And in fact, it was. This was the latest one. Out of nowhere, no advertisement, no hype for it, nothing. Quietly put into the PSN and the Xbox and all that stuff. And I'm like... Why would they do that? And I never understood why they did this. It, it's, to this day, I still don't understand why they didn't push this as hard as they normally did. I mean, there was no hype for this game. I didn't even hear it on, I didn't even read it on like Game Informer or any other, you know, sites that I've ever seen. There was no hype for this game. Uh, trust me, because I'm a big fighting game fan. And for me not to know what a fighting game is coming out, that is kind of rare. So this one, you know, popped up. And I decided like, dude, this never came out. I don't understand why. Why am I paying this? Why would I want to pay this? You know, it, I, I was kind of really, I was really upset that the fact that this was like, this never came out. Just, you know, what is going on? I don't know anything about this game. So, and this was at a time when I was buying so many other games. I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to hold off until this thing goes on sale. For one thing, this thing never went on sale on a, P, on a PlayStation Network. It did recently for a short amount of time when you own a place um, on a PS Plus, you, you, there was a deal for it to go on thirty dollars. Um, that's just the game itself. That's not including any of the DLC or anything else that's coming out. So I'm like, no, I'm still skipping this. I'm still skipping this. Unbeknownst of anything that's going on with this game, still skipping it. It wasn't until the PS, um, the, the Nintendo Switch, uh, average, you know, announced that they were coming out with this for a special edition version of this coming out for the uh switch and the great part about this game and here's where i'm going in with the pros and the cons is that the game comes with every dlc character 
and color pack for one low price. I, I think I paid 49, I think it costs $49.99 for this game. And it actually has everything in there. So the original game costs the same price, but that's not including the actual DLC. Another reason why, for those who are listening who are not PS Switch owners, why to buy a PS Switch? Because a lot of the games that you play on PlayStation, they're coming to the Switch and for one low price, you rather get all of the, the game, the full game with all of the DLC for one price, or you get two versions, you get two of the games for one price. I say that because, you know, you the Bayonetta game, I'll give a great example. Bayonetta, they gave you everything from Bayonetta in one price. Plus, if you spent, if you buy both, you get one for like half off. You know, stuff like that. I love only the Switch is doing this. Only the Nintendo Switch and the eShop is doing stuff like this. This is amazing. Why people try to, you know, denounce this game when and it's mostly those who've never played it. So guaranteed, I will I will bet money on that that those people who complain about it most or hate it, try to hate on it most or throw shade on it, has never played the game. And if they did, they wouldn't. Guaranteed. It's so full of crap and pretentious. But the other thing that's great about this game is that it always provides an extremely deep amount of content for fans of the series to engage deeply into the universe. I mean, this has been a common thing with the season with the series is that they've always they've always had a deep universe. Guilty Gear especially. Um, it started with Guilty Gear. And then when this came out, they decided to have a whole entire universe. They have a library of content and information involving not just not just the characters themselves but the the city that they live in the associations that they are uh with um just everything it's just so in depth you know you got to give them credit for that you got to give them credit for that um not only do they have a lengthy story mode i mean very lengthy story mode if you played guilty gear zard any of the Guilty Gear Zard uh, series that they have, you know what you're expecting here. So it's a very lengthy, or any of the games, because it's always a lengthy story mode. But this one in particular, there's an actual story mode in here where it's just all dialogue and mostly. There's, unlike the, um, what was it? This is more like Guilty Gear Zard, the original Guilty Gear Zard, where there was storyline, but there, you do eventually fight in the game. So it, it, they kind of did the same thing here with um, Central Fiction here. And... You do eventually fight in here, but not only if you don't want to go through all that, you can play through the arcade mode, which is mostly fighting, but still a little bit of storyline dialogue going with it and direction going with it. So some of the fighters in the arcade mode, you're playing three different acts. So there's like three chapters within each uh, character. And then some of them are just one act which is they're all a part of the act three so this is a really interesting thing and also note that this this blaze blue is the final blaze blue where ragnar the blood edge is the antagonist as the protagonist of the game is the good guy of the game the main character if you will uh so i don't know if that's to say that this this means that they will be doing a new blaze blue and they will eventually have more to do later on but We'll see about that. I'm assuming that they're going to do a whole new Blaze Blue. It's going to be a whole new thing. But Ragnar the Blood Edge and other characters may not be a part of it as well. So, because if I'm right in in, in some of the story lines that I've um, discovered in the game so far, he may not be the only one. There's some people that might not be coming back if they do another one from this point. So, this may be the end of uh, of an era, if you will. Um, 
But the game also has uh, other modes too. Uh, versus mode, Grim of Abyss mode, allowing you to def- try to defeat uh, waves of enemies while strengthening your character along the way. Score attack mode and speed star mode, which has you uh, you attempting to defeat all as many enemies as possible within a time limit. So, I mean, that's that's a cool breakaway game. Uh, the game library, as I mentioned, is way so is way way deep. So, I mean, it's just so much to do. Um, the best part about it all, well, not maybe the, not the best part, but the most significant part, especially to those who own Dragon Ball Fighters, is that when playing through the story mode, of course, they have Auto scroll, which you can easily just listen or read all through the game, no problem. I don't still to this day I don't understand. Nobody's gotten an answer as to why you know they never added that one little minor feature to Dragon Ball Fighters during the story mode because that will make a big difference instead of us pressing tediously on the finger just trying to, you know, go through with the actual um with the actual, you know, gameplay with the game. I don't understand that. I don't understand it at all, but that's what it is, what it is. My only con to this game, and for those who own the game, absolutely know what I'm getting at here. No English dub at all. No English dub performances at all. I did not know this going in, and had I have, I, you know what? It's hard for me to say whether I wouldn't or not, but I might have or might not have gotten this game, but... I am a Blaze Blue fan, but the part of what I part of the reason why I love Blaze Blue is in fact because of the voice acting in the game. These the voice acting in the game are from some of um, anime's best in this game, especially the voice of Ragnar the Blood Edge, um, which has been seen everywhere. You know, heard or heard everywhere. Um, I was really amazed that they were not in there. I was like, okay, what's going on? Is this a DLC pack that I was missing or what is going on here? What's what's the deal? It took me a while to look up to discover that the original never had it either. And the reason being is because they wanted to bring out the game fast, which I don't I don't understand what the, the purpose of this is. I mean, it's been crazy. But what also what I discovered too is that people have been petitioning on um, change.org to try to get them to you know pay the the talent that we love to do this because that made a big deal there was some this game had some of the most funniest moments in fighting games especially when Ragnar had his comical moments with like um with Tao Tao or whatever like that or you know and some of the characters in there it was just very funny some of the it's like you don't it's hard for you to get that now with just the subtitle mode and just reading it off you don't get the same impact because they did a tremendous job with those voice with those voice acting with the voice acting is now being that this game came out in 2016 and it's 2019 i do not see them doing this at any time however it is not totally the end of the world because lo and behold there is a group out there for those who don't know that has went out of their way to show the love to those who wanted the dub version of the story mode and a group called Harrelton Almighty 2011 uh which I believe is headed by one guy but he has a group of actors that go out of their way to do a fan version of the story mode and all dub and really doing a pretty fairly good job sounding like some of the actual 
characters of the game that we all recognize. So I thought it was really well done that they went out of their way to do this. And it's awesome. So if you don't want to just go through that whole entire game version, you can listen to the actual dub version uh online and you could you could go in there go on to youtube and uh his name is the name is hero ton h-e-r-o-t-o-n almighty 2011 and i mean it's i can only imagine the amount of work that they went in to do this i mean it it, it takes a lot of dedication to do what they did because they did a really good job in dubbing this and the first episode of the dub version is an hour and 37 minutes and then all of them are like 40 to 24 because it's like about three episodes i can't tell you how much work went into that and how much hard work that they did into going into that it's it's just it's utterly amazing and absolutely insane man uh kudos to them for doing it it's awesome so i was satisfied with that at best but overall despite the lack of uh our favorite american voices it's hard to damn this game when they have so much to offer fighting game fans. Arc System Works has always given you your money's worth. And even without the voice the voice acting, you know, this is still a deep, extremely deep, deep fighting game for everybody to enjoy. And me, as a person who used to buy imports, I can't complain but so much. But with the fact that they decided to do that, it turns their solid a into an a minus for me but still a great deep fighter for any people and not only that even if you're not a deep fighter and can't get down with the uh you know with the actual um move sets that they have they do have a stylus setting so you can do easy combos and, and move sets and everything for you to just enjoy the game just on that aspect too so if you want to play this game as a fan of fighting definitely go out of your way if you are mad about the voices there are other ways to go about it but or you could go get cross tag battle which for some reason has all of the voice actors back on to that one so i did re-download that in, in essence to like it's like okay i have this i'll enjoy it for what it is but if i really want to enjoy all of the great actors that uh worked on this uh on the anime and this game I'm going to watch the anime and play cross-tag battle with the Persona uh, group and everything and such like that. So, um, you know, go out of your way. But as a fighting fan, I say highly recommend it. Go out of your way and get it from there. So, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Extra select start. Thank you so very much. And a shout-out to my man, Matt Papa, all the way from Japan, who came onto the show representing NT Creates. And we had a great conversation about all of the new games that they're coming out with. Um such as the new uh, Gun Vault Chronicles that there's going to be coming out with. Uh, we talked about Mark uh, Dragon Mark for Death. If you're a fan of that game, if you love that game, go out of your way to listen to that interview that I had with him on our Talk Time Live exclusive and um, talk and check it out there. This Sunday, I am going to be watching the Umbrella Academy, or I will be reviewing the Umbrella Academy that's on Netflix and uh, give you my two cents on what that is. Uh, of course, there's some always some more news going on in the world of anime comics more uh, movies and games more Vic Mignogna news will be coming as well and maybe some other guests coming soon so stay tuned for that and much much more so fans thank you so very much I am out of here but all I gotta say is learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is ACMG presents talk time live I am out of here and I'll talk to you guys Sunday take care
This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.